Welcome to the Extra Point Fantasy Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, TJ Guthrie, Jared Beans, and Garrett Boss. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Extra Point. I am your host, Garrett Voss. I am the only one coming at you today with the Waiver Wire Show. And yes, I do know that this is coming out Wednesday morning, where waivers are processing in most leagues. And I am sorry. Yesterday I was flying all day, and that's when we usually record the show. And uh, TJ's sick, and Jared sucks. Um, But I am coming at you today. Well, while you're listening to this, I'm sure the waivers have already processed. Uh, So just take a listen, uh, get some opinions on some guys, uh, check your league after the fact. If you hear any names that might still be available, make sure you give it a check. Get some pickups after the fact. And that's what I'll offer you today. So sorry it's coming at you late, but what are you going to do about it? Had to travel for work, and uh, it won't be a problem in the future. So let's just get right into it. Uh, We're going to start off with quarterbacks. This week was kind of more predictable, actually. I know this NFL season's been a little crazy with the Bills all over the place and the Vikings defense sucking. And uh, But yeah, it, it was a little more down-to-earth, a little more predictable. Patriots destroyed the Dolphins 38-7. to um, Just kind of expected back to the norms. So let's start, start with the quarterbacks. Uh, one thing that was kind of out of the blue was the demolishing of Fitzmagic that the Bears did. That poor guy. Um, we all knew it was coming, let's be honest. <clears throat> Fitzmagic wasn't going to last, just like everything in his career, every team he's ever been with. He will let you down. And that's just who he is. But it was a fun ride while it lasted, wasn't it? So rest in peace, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Back to backup duties after the bye week, Jameis is starting. Uh, so let's start off with Jameis Winston. Let's see where he stands in our show of snag him, drag him, or tag him. Snag him meaning, I should have said this earlier, but uh, we'll get to the description now. Snag him means pick him up off the wire. You can start him right away in most scenarios. Drag him means take him off the wire and stash him on your bench and see where things go. And uh, tag him means tag him to be cut. Release them, don't pick them up, keep them on the waiver wire. <clears throat> so yeah, let's start off with Jameis Winston, who is replacing the Fitzmagic. Uh, I am saying drag him, uh, stash him. The offense of Tampa Bay has looked really, really good when Fitzpatrick was playing that well. Uh, Jameis Winston is a good quarterback. He has to prove himself a little bit after the suspension. He's been inconsistent in the past. So we're going to have to wait and see on him, in my opinion. I wouldn't just pick him up and start him. Um, You might be able to in just some scenarios in case you have like a really bad matchup on your other quarterback. Or uh, there's not that many good options on the waiver wide to stream. Uh, I do think Winston will eventually be, or will be, streamable uh, after he proves himself for a week for me. Just to make sure that everything's all good in the Tampa Bay offense. Hopefully, the offense in general doesn't suffer much because that offense has been flourishing. It's been really, really good for fantasy owners. Uh, Godwin has looked really nice. Deshaun Jackson was revitalized with uh, Fitzpatrick throwing the ball so well. And Mike Evans was putting up really, really good numbers. Um, But this last week, with the offense not looking so hot, 
then uh, they all, all those guys came back down to earth. So we're going to have to see where that offense goes. For now, I'll just drag Jameis Winston, stash him on your bench and see where he goes. Because he can be, he has a lot of upside. Um, he sh- has shown flashes in the past of being really, really uh, good and fantasy, vi- fantasy viable for uh, some for some weeks, especially some matchups in the future. You could look James Winston. Let's hit the next three quarterbacks I have on our list. Uh, the only other three. Uh, we'll start off with a guy who killed him, or he was on the offense of the other side of the offense, the other side of the ball on offense for the Bears. Yeah, there it is. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky. He threw five touchdowns in the first half. I'm not sure how much he ended with off the top of my head, but man, the Bears destroyed the Buccaneers. Oh my goodness. Um, I wonder if the police are looking for this guy because he might have just stolen all the magic from Fitzmagic. Now it's Magic Mitch, and I am tagging him, though. I am not believing in the Bears' offense. I'll believe, I kind of believe in the Bears as a general, but their offense is definitely the weaker side of the ball. Uh, they don't really have many weapons. Jordan Howard was the only consistent offensive player on that team, and he had an awful week last week. They did a complete 180 and started just threw the ball to everybody. Taylor Gabriel caught a couple touchdowns. I never even heard of the guy. Allen Robinson caught a touchdown, and he still he only scored like 10 points. So that's a bad sign for Robinson in general. Um, even when that offense is doing well, Robinson was not the one benefiting. But Trubisky, I don't buy it yet. Uh, I think he's a good quarterback. He has a really good team on defense uh, to keep the, get the ball to him. A lot more often, Bears will get a lot of turnovers and three and outs for the Bears offense. So he'll reap the rewards every now and then. I have to see a little more before I drag him and put him on my bench or pick him up off the waivers in Drennel. So I marked him for a tag, keep him on the waivers. <laughs> Moving on to the next quarterback I have is Mayfield, Baker Mayfield. He faced the Raiders, lost a close game in overtime. Um, but he did not look well. He turned. He looked like a rookie. He turned the ball over a couple times, uh, threw for about 200 yards, like barely over 200 yards. Didn't look great. Raiders defense, I don't think is that good. I don't think it's awful, but I just don't think it's that good. I, just, I don't also think very highly of the Browns. I think they're a lot better than what they were last year. I think the Browns defense is really good. But for that offense to become a lot better. It's going to really rely on the shoulders of Baker Mayfield and how far he can progress. He's shown glimpses of being really, really good. I wanted to be really, really good, but he is a rookie and there's no guarantee that this guy, you know, is the guy that's going to save Cleveland. I know that's the narrative that everyone's looking for in him, but there's no guarantee. Um, but at least they they won a game this year, so they're not going to go in 16. But for now, tag him. Keep him on the waivers. He's got to show a lot more before you consider starting him. The Cleveland offense in general is. They do have weapons around him, so there is upside. If he can show some consistency, uh, the ceiling will be a lot higher for him because since he has Jarvis Landry and uh, Callaway, then he has a, some solid weapons around him if they can just get the offense in order. The next quarterback I have and the last quarterback is Marcus Mariota. Tennessee has looked surprisingly good this year, um, comparatively speaking to their previous years with Mariota. Um, he's shown flashes of being a good quarterback, like last week. And uh, 
Their defense is really good, just like the Bears. Not as good, though, I'm sure. But they have shown that they can get the ball back to their offense. And uh, Mariota has shown that he has potential to be a streamer in a few weeks. Uh, despite that, though, I am tagging him as well. I'm tagging all the quarterbacks, except for Jameis Winston. I'm dragging him and seeing where he, go- where he goes with the Tampa Bay offense. Um, but Mariota tagging. I don't really believe in Tennessee. Uh, their defenses look pretty good. But I don't know. I have to see a lot more. There's not many weapons on the offensive side of the ball. Their running backs are weak. Their receivers are weak. Corey Davis is a bright spot. Um, Delaney Walker is out for the season. So that's where I stand on that. Just tag them. Uh, see where it goes before you decide. Think about picking them up. Moving on from the quarterbacks. Looking at TJ Yeldon for a big pickup this week. Uh, Fournette seems to be really, really injury prone. And uh, TJ Yeldon, obviously the backup, he has his run in. He has had his run ins with injuries as well. But uh, right now he's healthy and he's looking to capitalize. I believe he has, I forget who he faces next week, but I believe it's a good matchup. Uh, I remember looking at earlier, definitely someone you want to look at picking up off waiver wires, and I'm sure that a lot of people are going to. So if he is available, now that it's Wednesday, by the time you're listening to this or later, uh, I would pick him up. Especially if Fournette doesn't play. If Fournette does play, it's a little bit shakier. Uh, I wouldn't start him if Fournette does play. But assuming Fournette's out, definitely look at TJ Yeldon. I would definitely consider starting him as well. And Hines, I'm not going to try to say his first name, for the Colts, uh, with TJ, not TJ, with T.Y. Hilton going down for the Colts and potentially it's most likely going to be out for the Patriots game this Thursday on a short week. And uh, Jack Doyle's also out. Hines has shown that he, the running back out of the backfield, has is the next most reliable guy, maybe besides Grant, out of the as the next receiver up. Um, as the a really uh, good offensive weapon for the Colts with T.Y. and Jack Doyle out. Luck's looking at him a lot more out of the backfield. He had a, caught a decent amount of passes. He caught two touchdowns, 70 yards. Um, he looked really, really good. And this could be a sign of things to come for him, assuming the injuries keep up. I would snag him and consider putting him into a flex position uh, for this week. The Patriots haven't been all that great until this week. Um, before that, they were a little underwhelming with only beating Houston before and losing to Jacksonville and haven't looked good besides uh, their win last week where they demolished Miami. Tariq Cohen, that is the next guy on my list with Jordan Howard looking absolutely awful. Last week, Tariq looked really, really good. He caught a lot of passes out of the backfield. Jordan Howard was like 10 rushes for... Wait, no, that was Dalvin Cook. Jordan Howard scored very little points this game, and Tree Cohen caught a lot of passes out of the backfield, and if this is the Bears finding their new identity on offense, then this could be a really good sign for Tree Cohen in the future. Um, but that's a lot of what-ifs. You know, how do the Bears... Bears aren't going to score 45 points every game, um, and they're probably a mediocre offense at best. So I'm going to keep Tariq Cohen on tag. I think there's other options out there that you can look to for a flex play or a running back play like Hines or Yeldon. 
or Sonny Michelle if he's available still. Um, to the next running back, Aaron Jones out of Green Bay. Uh, with Green Bay, I never trust their running back situation. It's just the Aaron Rodgers show most of the time. Um, this is like the first time in a while that I actually kind of had to think about adding a running back. Um, Ty Montgomery has never really scored enough for me to consider adding him. Um, back in the day, Eddie Lacy. I remember when he was like a considered a top five running back in drafts, and I was just like, I was dumbfounded that they would put him that high. And every year he disappointed people, and they didn't understand why. And uh, I don't know. I guess I just had a good read on it. But it's just the Green Bay offense in general, really, is the big problem. Um, they throw the ball first. I know there's actually a lot of injuries right now. Uh, with Geronimo Allison out and Randall Cobb potentially out again, they could look to run the ball more. But I'm still not really looking at Aaron Jones as a guy to pick up off waivers. I'm gonna, with running backs being a more scarce position, I would say you can drag him, but it's like a very shaky drag and a sash and see where things go with him. Um, if you really need a running back, really, really like really bad need a running back, you can look at starting him. Um, just to like fill it for a week while someone's on by or something. I'm not sure why you'd be in that position. But yeah, moving on to a wide receiver that caught two touchdowns this week. Taylor Gabriel. This is a Bears receiver that really benefited from Magic Mitch and his five touchdowns in the first half. Uh he caught two. So Taylor Gabriel was really benefiting from Tampa Bay's defense being bad and Bears' defense being really good and Bears having the ball at all times. So, But this is like a a first week I've ever even heard of this guy. Um, he hasn't produced anything prior. Uh, you never really want to trust someone like that. You never want to trust a guy that just the offense absolutely blows up and all of a sudden this guy you never heard of caught two touchdowns. Uh, don't trust that. You have to see more consistency in most people before you think about picking them up. So that's where I am. Tag them. Don't trust the Bears' offense to score that many points a lot of the most of the time, or, or if ever again. So yeah, you can tag them. Moving on to Ryan Grant. He, Ryan Grant. He is the next receiver out of Indianapolis um, to step up for T. Y. Hillen now that he's had. He has taken an injury and is unlikely to play against the Patriots. On the short week, Ryan Grant is going to be looking to be the number one guy for Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck, a very good quarterback in a pass-heavy offense. Ryan Grant is probably going to have a lot of looks at him. He's also going to have the number one coverage, number one corner on him, most likely. So that there's always that. But in an offense like the Colts offense where they throw the ball a lot and they're probably going to fall behind, they're going to throw the ball even more. I think Andrew Luck threw the ball 61 times against Houston last week. So that's a lot of targets that are, are up in the air that Ryan Grant's probably going to look to get, especially with T.Y. out and Jack Doyle out. So I would definitely snag him. You could look to start him. I think he's a safe play to get at least 12 points and be startable by our standards. So if you're looking for a receiver, Ryan Grant replacing T.Y. Hilton as the number one receiver in Indianapolis. Definitely a look you need to take a look at. See how many times I can say look. Um, next receiver I have is D.D. Westbrook. The self-proclaimed guy who's on the cusp of breaking out, according to himself. Uh, he had one good week. He's had 
I guess, a, a decent performance uh, earlier in the year. But Keelan Cole's been the guy in Jacksonville up until this past week. So I'm not sure what happened to Keelan Cole because I think he caught two passes. And D.D. Westbrook and Dante Moncrief, the two and three receivers, at least for what we thought, were uh, the ones to benefit from that. They both caught a touchdown. D.D. Westbrook had a good day. He thinks he's a superstar. And, you know, he might be. Blake Bortles is a gunslinger. I say that with quotes. Uh, he's not like an Aaron Rodgers or anything, but he tries to be. And they throw the ball a lot. And if Fournette's out, they might look to throw the ball even more. And Jacksonville's a good defense. Another team that's going to be on offense a lot thanks to that. And But so with D.D. Westbrook, I'm going to drag him and see where things go. I like the confidence out of him that he thinks he's the superstar. And uh, the Keelan Cole performance is kind of worrying. So you never know. This Jacksonville, whoever's the number one in Jacksonville up, whoever the number one receiver in Jacksonville is still up in the air, still up for debate, and Westbrook's making his case. So you can drag him, stash him, and see where things go. <clears throat> so moving on to defenses, the Saints, uh, yeah, don't pick them up. <laughs> Basically, they've had two negative weeks. They had a good week last week um, with like nine points. But I just wanted to address this because they were supposed to be good before the year. And things have not looked that way. They have had two weeks out of four where they score negative points. And I don't think you ever want to trust a team that has a 50% chance of getting you helping the other your opponent that week. So until you see, I don't know, something big would have to change with the Saints to pick up their defense or you're in a 20-person league, then, yeah, don't pick them up, tag them. The Titans defense, which I kind of touched on earlier when I was talking about Mariota, uh, they've looked actually pretty good. If they have a good matchup, they're pretty likely to be startable and get like six or seven points at least. Um, their offense isn't great, but you don't need a great offense to still score You know the six points that makes a defense startable by our standards. So if you're looking for a defense that's going to get you, you know, that small boost every week, then Titans are a team you could play. You could stream them. Um, I would drag them and just stash them on your bench in case uh, you need that good matchup they have every now and then. So, yep, we'll just drag them, put them on your bench, see where things go. Let's move on to some tight ends. So starting with the tight ends, um, Tyler Eifer went down with a gruesome injury. It was really heartbreaking. See this guy that's been injury-prone, labeled like that, just go through an injury like that, um, where someone rolls on your ankle and, like, 10 out of 10 people, 100 out of 100 people would have broken their ankle there. Um, it's just really sad to see. He's a good kid, really talented. But he's gonna he broke his ankle. He's going to be out for a long time. So the next guy up, is C.J. Uzma. And I like C.J. Uzma because he plays for the Bengals, and Bengals tend to look at the tight ends more than other teams. Uh, so I'm dragging him and seeing where things go, especially being in a league that's a little scarce at tight end, or scarce. I'm not sure how you pronounce it. Um, so yeah, and speaking of deep leagues, Antonio Gates is a deep drag. If you have a deep league at tight end like I'm in, you can look at Antonio Gates to you know, fill that void for a couple weeks if you're waiting on injury, or maybe you just need someone for the rest of the year that can get you maybe five points. Um, 
at least last two weeks. He he scored a touchdown this week. Uh, was over ten points, and last week he had like seven point nine, which among tight ends is you know not too bad. Seven point nine points. So Antonio Gates is someone you could also look at in deep leagues for tight end. So now we're coming to the end of my list. I saved these last three guys for uh, my sneaky tag, or my not my sneaky tag, my sneaky snag, my super snag, and my silly snag of the week. So three guys you can that people are going to be looking to drag uh, or snag onto your team and start them right away. <clears throat> so I'm going to start with my sneaky one. Yeah, people aren't going to get this guy. I, you guys are listening to it on Wednesday. So the waiver wire process already ended. If you are really looking for a receiver, look at Chester Rogers. I'm sure you guys have never heard that name, unless you're an Indianapolis fan. He's going to be the number two receiver this week for Andrew Luck. This offense is incredibly pass-heavy. I emphasized that earlier. They throw the ball a lot. And if the Patriots are going to be looking to guard Ryan Grant a lot, and uh, knowing that he's he's had uh, his glimpses of success this year, then Chester Rogers could be the guy to benefit from the lack of coverage. Um, someone's going to step up out of this offense. If the Colts are going to score, it's going to be through the air uh, 75% of the time. So look at Chester Rogers in a, in a, your leagues for the sneaky snag of the week. TY out, number two receiver in Indianapolis. Let's go to the super snag of the week. Uh, this is so weird, but uh, super snag of the week. A lot of you guys know who he is, Tyler Boyd. He's still not owned in like 25% of leagues. This guy is incredible. <clears throat> he is benefiting a lot from AJ Green's drawing the number one corner, sometimes getting double teamed. Uh, he's had three straight weeks where he scored a touchdown or over a hundred yards receiving. This last week, he didn't score a touchdown, but he had 11 receptions. He had 15 targets, 11 receptions, over a hundred yards receiving. Really, really useful player. I used him to, I picked him up last week and I started him uh, instead of Demarius Thomas. Really worked out well for me. I'm looking at him to replace the underwhelming Demarius Thomas for the rest of the year. I really believe in this guy. You guys should too. And lastly, the silly snag of the week. This is a guy that people have been really high on as well, um, along with Tyler Boyd and Calvin Ridley. Um, this guy is Sterling Shepard. Yes, number two receiver in New York. Um, I think he could be good, but I don't think he's going to be that good because he's in New York Giants offense. The New York Giants are not a good team. Odell Beckham is amazing. He's going to guard the best, or he's going to be guarded by the best corner. Double team sometimes. He's just incredible. And Sterling Shepard's going to benefit from that. And they just lost their tight end too. But it's still New York. And I do not think that they're going to be as uh, good on offense as they have been the last two weeks. Sterling Shepard really did well against the Saints. The Saints have an awful defense in the air, and he really uh, benefited from that, and Eli found him. Eli's played well the last two weeks, but the first two weeks he was awful. Um, Yeah, I would definitely, I just don't trust the Giants' offense. It's really simple and petty as that. Um, Hopefully he can prove me wrong. I like Sterling Shepard. I think he's really, really good. But I just don't think for fantasy purposes, I think he's a little overrated in what he's done the last few weeks. I think people are looking 
to look are going to look at him a lot more, and I think they should be looking at other guys like Boyd or um, Ryan Grant out of Indy. So yeah, that is the waiver show. All the guys I pulled off the waiver wire that were not owned in at least 20% of leagues. So yeah, I'm sorry this is coming out late. Like I said, I was traveling yesterday. Had like three flights just to get to North Dakota. So, and it's freezing here, so I'm not really enjoying it. But work is work. Hopefully you guys can enjoy this show and maybe pick up a few scraps uh, that are left on the waiver wire. So good luck and have a good day. Thank you for listening to The Extra Point. Follow us on Twitter at underscore The Extra Point.